here at the U.S. Amateur. Talk a little bit about having uh, Paul Clancy on the bag, what it's meant to you in getting you to um, be yourself on the golf course. Oh, he gets it on the green. Landed on the green. That is Thank some you. speed. Take that. Thank you. And Austin Squires, the 64 seed, a two-up win. Welcome to the Pro-Am Podcast. I'm Austin Squires, and I'm here with my good buddy, Paul Clancy. How are we doing, Paul? Doing great, Austin. I hope all is well. I know that it's uh, it's been a little bit longer between episode two and three than it was one and two, so... Happy to be back and uh, excited to get back talking with you here. Um, even we haven't um, talked uh, as much probably as we'd like in between, so it'll be nice to catch up on what's happened in the golf world and, and with our lives uh, in between here as we're both kind of peeking over. We've got the players round one going um, as we're recording this on Thursday evening. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, in between the, the last time that we talked, we've got uh, two more winners on PGA Tour with uh, Chris Kirk winning the Honda, um, which, uh, to be honest, not the most exciting tournament to watch. Um, wasn't completely zoned into that one, but did watch a lot on Sunday. And um, he's a great story, as always, with his his backstory there and a, and a really easy guy to root for and honestly a pretty easy guy to watch swing the club with his tempo there. So happy to see him get that win there. And then uh, And then we'll talk a little bit more about Bay Hill coming up as well but uh, but I know at least myself I've I've played uh, at least two maybe three I, I think at least two rounds of golf since we last talked and things for early season going a little bit better than I expected hitting some shots that that are are more June shots and not February and March shots so happy and uh, uh, a little bit the only only scare there is that the the June shots will then be February shots but uh, but we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it it's just been nice to get out we've had some really nice days here in uh, northern Kentucky it's back to a little bit gloomy right now but um, but it's just been nice to get out and and golf season really I mean I know that we've said it a few times but uh, it's really starting to kick up into into full swing here um, with um, the players going on right now I know that that, that this is one of the ones that uh, a lot of people will tune into even if you know that that aren't tuning into the Honda or even Bay Hill um, as, as golf fans are going to tune in and watch that Island Green on 17 so excited to just kind of get get along and 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 talk uh talk the golf world through with you a little bit, a little bit, um, you know, personal life, what's going on there. So again, I, I've gotten to play a few times, um, uh, and I'm sure you down there in Florida gotten to play a little bit more than me, but, uh, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to since, um, since our last, last, uh, podcast episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks now and, um, you know, just few played a few tournaments, played a Florida pro, um, up in Wildwood and played really well. Uh, lost in a playoff, shot ten under for two rounds. So that was a good event there. Wish I could have gotten the dub. I kind of struggled a little on the little bit on the second day, but uh, birdied the last to get into a playoff, uh, which was nice. And then had a nice weekend in uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, with the with the family. Just a a good getaway. Um, yeah, and then uh, the Bay, Bay Hill this past weekend was in Orlando and, um, living in Orlando with my, my wife right now, we, uh, we got to go 
or I guess I went three, three of the four rounds, but she got to go with me twice as well. And, uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun as always. So, um, but yeah, just kind of getting geared up for the restart of the Latin season, um, which I'll, I'll leave here soon. We'll get into that a little later. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I that um, I, I forgot that we haven't really talked much since, um, since your, uh, your, uh, Wildwood event there. That was, uh, that was fun to follow along with. I was, um, following along online, but also had, um, had, uh, your wife, Emily, there being, uh, the, uh, Emily Nance, um, announcer to me, giving me some highlights as was, as it was going on, which was, which was a lot of fun just to, to see some videos and, and everything of, uh, really playing well that first day. And then, um, you know, like you said, didn't necessarily have it the second day, but battled, battled real hard on that back nine. And, um, they didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but you birdied the last to get back in that playoff and, um, you know, caught, caught a tough break there towards the end, but, uh, a paycheck and, and an experience, um, never, never hurts anything. Um, I'm sure as you can attest to, but super, super, um, you know, proud of, of what you did there and excited to see what this, uh, this second half of the Latin season has in store for you. But uh, again, too, you mentioned Bay Hill, uh, going three days. I didn't get to watch as much as I would have liked, um, I, I still probably watched, you know, a, a more than a decent amount. But um, I just, I love that course. I've that's a course that I have gone on vacation with my family and some friends, and um, it's it's a place that um, that certainly is near and dear to me and my family's heart. We'll just go there, and they'll they'll know who you are from the second you check in. It's it's Mr. Clancy, Mrs. Clancy, you know, little Clancy at the time. It's, 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 you, you got it all covered there. You, you really feel like a member. You feel like part of their community there. So that's definitely a little bit of Mr. Palmer rubbing off on, on that place. But that course is, is a brute and it, it shows to be a brute every year, especially when it gets a little bit firmer throughout the week. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think overall, just just a really fun tournament to watch. I, I just love watching those guys play those holes. Um, it, it's really an aesthetically pleasing course to watch. But um, again, I haven't been there in a number of years. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like on the grounds this week. I know that you can't really see as many shots uh, being there in person, but just kind of the vibe and 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 what you got from from that experience there this week. Yeah, I'd say. The number one takeaway that that I have every year, I go, I've been able to go to um, out to Bay Hill a couple of years now, and um, I'd say like the the biggest thing I notice is the difference in that golf course um, in in the Arnold Palmer like tournament conditions versus um, that golf course on a normal a normal weekday because I've been fortunate enough to go out there a couple of times myself, um, just when it's, you know, a normal day and they're not prepping for, for anything. And, um, just the, the difference that, um, that course has in that tournament and how much faster, tighter, longer, rough, like it makes it so much more difficult. Cause I guess when I played was back during COVID and, um, I want to say I played in April first of April, something like that, uh, in 2020. So it was a couple weeks after, um, the Arnold Palmer. And I really like, they had softened it up, up, up a bunch. Cause you know, they, after the tournament, they just doused it in water. Um, so it was soft greens were, you know, 
mild speed, good holding speed. Rough was cut down, and it was like you know, it's not a crazy long golf course. I mean, it's not short, seventy four from the from the tips, I believe, but um, it doesn't play that long because there's a lot of dog legs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just to see how hard it plays in that tournament, it's really I think it's really cool um, because I I didn't see that when I was playing it myself. I think I shot like. 69 or 70 and just kind of ho-hummed it around and i was playing with jazz chad and not a one that day and i think he shot 64 with a double and it was just like you know they they give that golf course so much teeth just through the ground screw so i think you know a lot of people don't really realize that and um yeah like the ground screw there deserves a lot of a lot of credit for what they do during that that event but yeah being in the tournament for three of the four rounds, it's, it was a blast. Um, and I honestly, I feel like I missed the tournament, even though I was there. Um, uh, because you know, when you're watching on TV, you can, you know, you're just sitting there and they'll be like, you'll see a shot on 17 and then they'll go to the eighth hole. Well, you can, you see like one shot every, every 10 minutes when you go to the event, um, which is kind of unfortunate, but it is cool to see, um, those guys in person, like, um, other than myself, Rory is Emily, my wife's favorite player. Uh, she says that, uh, he is her favorite player on tour, um, which I'll allow for now. And, uh, yeah. Um, but we were following him the first day that she went out there and he, uh, hit a shot left of, I think the 12th or 13th green. And, um, and it was like right up next to the ropes and we got up there and we were like two feet from, from Rory and she was super excited about that. And then it was kind of funny. I made, I made a comment to her. I was like, you'd probably want to see Poppy more than you would Rory though. You <laughs> love seeing him talk about Poppy. The famous but, Poppy's dad, no. McElroy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was so fun. And um, there's honestly a bunch of guys every year in the API that, that I know cause they give out so many, uh, sponsors exemptions, um, like the, from the Palmer cup and then different guys coming up. Like last year, James Pyatt was playing and I played a bunch with him and Amir golf. He played for Michigan state. And then this year, Cole hammer and Pearson Cootie got sponsors invites and Ludwig Aberg. Um, so it was really cool to see those guys out there, especially Pearson. He played really well. Uh, I think top 25 for sure. I know he was in the top 10 going into the last day. Um, but no, I'd say one of the one of the coolest parts was um, seeing my guy uh, Sahit the Gala out there um, because I, I play amateur golf with him, and uh, he's just a super guy. Like when me and Emily got engaged, he um, commented on our Instagram post like congrats or whatever. But it was kind of funny. I I saw him out there and like gave him a, a fist bump, and he um, kind of dapped me up and like was like he was like, what's up Austin. And then some guys in the crowd were like, Oh my gosh, how do you know him? Like, <laughs> like just totally fangirling all Who's over me. Guy? I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of, kind of cool. Um, you know, it all, even though I want to be out there and feel like one of his peers, it, it does feel good when, um, one of those guys on that stage kind of recognize you and appreciate you. So felt good. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely cool. I'm looking to my left and he was actually just on the screen. So that is uh, even yeah. cooler. And, and again, I know that we touch on it all the time, but that, that just means that, that your time's coming up next and, um, and, and you're going to be fist pumping guys like me and they're going to go, who's, 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 who's this guy? Who, who's, how do you know Austin Squires? But, um, <laughs> but no, I, that, that's really cool. And, um, I've never gotten to go to the event, but, uh, even like you said, just talking with the grounds crew and everything, I think that, that what makes that tournament really cool from kind of like a golf sicko perspective is just seeing the way that they can manipulate the way that that course plays, um, from day to day. Uh, because I know that even from Thursday to Friday, they had some higher winds coming up on Friday where they would normally just let it brown out and get really bouncy and firm uh, throughout the week. But they had to play it a little bit differently. And I'm sure that they're through that that threw off some of their plans. So really, really cool because, you know, I've only played it as a resort course. You like like you were mentioning where it's it's green, no matter whether I played it in the winter or the or the, the summer. It's It's green grass. It's it's, you know fairly receptive for the most part and it's force carries over water and everything and if you can handle that then you can definitely kind of get around there in in a decent decent amount of time and, and strokes there but um but yeah i think overall really really cool and and i i don't want to uh let by go as as you're talking with all those cool stories with uh with all your compadres out there on tour uh, i did have a a cool story there um, at uh, at Bay Hill when I went there for uh, spring break in high school. At some point, it was me, Logan, and Griffin, and and we went down. My family was down there, um, and uh, and and we went and played Bay Hill. We uh, got a, a a tour of the Golf Channel Studios because uh, Griffin Griffin's dad, um, uh, Steve Flesh, was actually working for the Golf Channel at the time, so he was able to kind of give us some behind the scenes, meet some really cool guys. Um, uh, over at those studios when they were in Orlando and, and not up in the Northeast now, but, uh, just a really cool trip. But I, I, a lot of cool things happened on that trip. Got to play a lot of cool places. Uh, you know, Bay Hill being one of them, but, uh, nothing's ever going to compare. And, and one golf experience that, that this AM will always have over the pro on the, on the pod is, is, uh, when me, Griffin and Logan were just putting on the practice green. And then my dad kind of comes up and whispers and, and goes, that, that's Mr. Palmer over there. And we're like, you, you know, I mean, Griffin's Griffin's half the height of me and Logan at that time. And, and we're, we're all kids at that point. And, you know, we're like, where, where? And he's just, just sitting in this cart, just in between the practice green and the first tee, not doing anything, just had his staff bag on the back, really just sitting there. And I mean, not even really talking to anyone, just kind of, I think, taking it all in. And I think that he really took a lot of pride in, being a great host um, when he was in town and not in Pennsylvania. Uh, so, so we go over there and, you know, we're little kids just shaking in our boots there. I mean, barely know how to, how to brush our hair in the morning at that point. And, and we're just walking over there awkward as can be. And, and I, I'll always remember, and I, I know that Logan and Griffin will tell the same story of he's, so we, we got to meet him, shake his hand, talk, you know, for, for a minute or two and got some cool pictures with him. And we're, he's sitting in his cart and, and we're all just kind of standing over to the side, like, all right, well, we don't want to, we don't want to bother greatness at this point. We're just so nervous. And, and, and I, and I mean, every, everyone, every, all three of us just always, will always tell the same story of he pulled us all in. I mean, we took individual pictures. 
So he would just pull us all in and he's just like pulls us in and, and he's like, come on, get in here. I don't bite, you know, that type of thing. And was just super, super kind. Um, but definitely one of my greatest golf memories there at, uh, at Bay Hill, getting to meet, getting to meet the King there. Um, and, uh, definitely I, I've, I mean, they, he does it really, he does it right. Um, because I remember, um, really anytime that you stay there, even if he's in Pennsylvania, uh, in the pro shop, um, you could have, you could have bought a, uh, a pin flag and then had it autographed. And I mean, they would have sent it to him in Pennsylvania. He'd sign it and say to Paul, best wishes, Arnold Palmer, they'd send it back to your house. And so I, I had that done for me. I got one for my godson there. And it just that, that little touch there, I, I think is, is something that that is, is not very common in, in the world in general, you know, or in the world today that, that is, he's definitely missed, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, awesome tournament. I mean, we, we, we got this far and barely talked about the winner, Kirk Kitayama, uh, really just beating down the Titans there. I mean, it was a stacked leaderboard. Rory had a chance to win at the end. Scotty had a chance at the end. Um, Spieth, if he could have made a few more inside of seven feet, it, it, I think it would have been his to win. So just cool to see a guy like that. That's been knocking on the door for a while. Um, as, as much as I'm sure as golf fans would have liked to see one of the big names win, um, the, the stories of getting those, those, uh, up and coming kind of, kind of battle tested guys, um, to, to pull through and, and beat down those Titans there was, was really, really cool. But, um, yeah, don't know if, you know, you got much more on the, uh, on Bay Hill or the Arnold Palmer, but, um, yeah, can kick it back to you if you do, uh, as I'm just turning over here and looking at the players, but that's all that I had on that. Two things. Um, first, is it true that the Arnold Palmer has one of the firmest handshakes ever? He had bear paws. I mean, bear <laughs> paws. When I when I I almost I almost said it in the middle of the story. When he pulled me in, he grabbed not just my pulled shoulder. You over. He, he grabbed. He pretty much had his hand around my whole arm and just pulled me in. <laughs> I mean, just complete bear paws. I mean, some of the strongest hands, biggest hands I've ever seen. And just, you know, I mean, it just shows uh, the, the kind of athlete that he was. Um, but yeah, he, when he pulled me in, he about knocked me over when he shook my hand. I, I probably probably uh, couldn't swing the club right for the first few holes going to play. But, uh, but yes, the, the answer, uh, absolutely one of the strongest I've ever seen. That's so awesome. Um, but yeah, and second, uh, you mentioned Spieth not being able to make a putt. And um, yeah, dude, I I guess it started on 14, the, the par three. Uh, he got the announcer's curse. He was, I think he had a putt from five feet and four inches. And they said he's been like 40 something for 40 something or whatever on putts inside five feet but he's four inches over he missed that one and then i think the next three holes on 15 16 17 he had putts inside of eight feet and missed them all so um endangered speethies had uh had the announcer's curse there well i um, I, I i think that that was one of the more insane things and why he it just makes him such much what must watch tv was I mean for for most of the week? I mean, I remember watching. I forget what day it was, but it wasn't the first. It may have been late in the second day, and and they were saying like he hasn't missed a, a butt inside fifteen feet 
you know, today or all week or whatever it was. And then he, he burned the edge on one and just crazy how, how fast it can go where you can make everything to get you in the position that you are. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's even crazier with him how fast it can go because <laughs> he's obviously one of the best putters in the world, but then to see it, see his putting, get him into the position that he was, and then completely just kind of betray him is it's it, it really, I mean, he's not, like Rory, where he's fascinating to watch hit the ball. He's just he's just a fascinating player to watch play around golf. Right. He just gets it in the hole, except for those few holes, unfortunately. Because I, I really wanted to see him win, because I feel like we, I mean, 2015, I mean, who knows if he'll ever get back to that kind of play. Ever but, uh, yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, I just feel like he hasn't won anything huge i'm trying to think of other tournaments he's won. his last one was like heritage was it yeah rbc last mm-hmm. year so i mean that's it i mean went on the pga tour i don't i don't care yeah, it's a pretty good field too but it's were. it's not a it's not a big yeah, it's, it's it's not, not a big not win it's, it's not something that yeah. he's gonna that he's gonna you know display on the the top four spots on his on his trophy case for sure right. yeah absolutely um but yeah looking to players this week he's Playing pretty well. I think he's three under today. Did he f- finish 18 with a par? Um, I haven't been or... looking too. I, I, I've kind of been barely looking over since we started, but um, looks like he's just wrapping up. And uh, I, I mean, I, I think he's got three under, either so. three or four under. Um, I don't even really, I'm not quite sure. I know that he had a decent shot on 17. But I mean, right there, uh, as guys with the afternoon wave, yeah, looks like probably three under. Um, guys in the afternoon wave is right up near the top of, of what they were, what the, the numbers were, uh, for that afternoon, um, time there. But, uh, so, I mean, he's going to be right in it and I'm sure that, that he's been grinding over, over putting because I'm sure that he feels pretty solid about the rest of his game. So I'd be interested to see now these guys play in the afternoon, get to play in the morning tomorrow on some fresh greens and a little bit more benign conditions. Maybe I don't, I haven't seen a forecast, but, um, yeah, it's. I, I think that that things are going to tighten up a little bit too, especially um, uh, with uh, the the top of the leaderboard there being a guy like Chad Ramey, who in on this stage hasn't been there before. You got Morikawa shot back, who um, is always always going to be um, a, a guy that has the ability to run away with it. But but yeah, I think um, overall, I've got my my player shirt on here. That uh, that you brought back for me for um, uh, a couple of years ago when you went to the event, but uh, definitely again, like we kind of alluded to in the beginning, one of the bigger events um, that that people, the fifth major, quote unquote, that that people are going to be tuning into. Um, overall thoughts on yeah, on the event? Oh, uh, no, no, you're good. Overall thoughts on the event? Um, I mean, I've got um, you know a few here, but I'll kind of kick it to you to just kind of see you know what overall thoughts and maybe what you think going into this week or I know that we're a day in now, but uh, what we maybe should expect the rest yeah, absolutely um, so I think the players you know it always takes a champion to win at the players you know it's always gonna be a player that you when they win you're like oh yeah but at the same time i feel like it's the guys that aren't necessarily trending um because like when when jt won in 21 he was kind of not doing um great leading up to that and then won and then yeah i don't know the rest of his year but 
Um, I feel like it's always one of those things where the guys who win, you're not really expecting to, but then they win. You're like, yeah, like Makes I sense. can totally see that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you're kind of, I think you're kind of, if you look at this leaderboard right now with uh, the exception of exception of Chad Ramey, I mean, stellar player off the corn ferry, but I would have never expected him um, to win. And also like shoot 64. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, you got Colin next, um, which if he won, he'd be like, yeah, okay. Taylor Pendrith, one of those players, like I'm not expecting to win, but you know, president's cup player. And, you know, if he wins, you're like, okay, yeah, he's a, he's a stellar player. Um, ben Griffin, kind of a new guy, Justin Suh, right off the corn ferry. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I really love this leaderboard right now because you got a, a, such a good mix of, like, stars and then also guys that, you like, everyone at the players is a stellar player, obviously. Um, and so it's just kind of cool They're to see. The players. The, <laughs> yeah, I uh, – I kind of missed out on that one, huh? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just kind of interesting seeing this um, this leaderboard, the the differences in in um, in players you got on there. I think it's really cool. It's not just like Rory, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, like the biggest mm-hmm. of names. Um, I like I like how it's a, a mix right now, which is absolutely. Cool. And and I think um, I, I do. Earlier in the week, I did hear that there was maybe some weather rolling in as a as like a uh, little bit colder temperatures and breezy. I don't know necessarily about um, rain or anything there, but um, definitely something to watch where uh, you can see. And, and I'm sure that there's going to be out of those kind of new age, um, newer guys on tour names that you named. I'm sure that there's going to be one, two or three of them that stick around. And then I think, uh, you know, a few of them will get a little bit bit here as some of the, uh, the, the big, big thoroughbreds start to come from behind, maybe if they got the afternoon wave today and go out tomorrow and, and post a, a pretty low number there. But again, I think, like you said, I, I think that that's a cool thing, especially in an event like this, which is the PGA Tour Showcase. I mean, this is the PGA Tours, um, you know, tournament of the year. So this is what they want, the, the best field that they can possibly get. And uh, I, I think that just seeing a good mixture of guys that you wouldn't necessarily believe, you know, or you maybe hadn't heard of and seeing just how good a guy like Chad Ramey can come out here. And the casual golf fan isn't, hasn't ever heard that name before. And he came out and he beat everybody in one day. So it's, it's just one of those things where I think that, um, I, I think that you see the mixture of PGA tour and you, and you get to see, um, kind of how deep the PGA tour is. And yes, they've got these big names and that's what this whole thing is trying to promote the big names and, and be good for the tour and advertising and everything. But there's a lot of guys on the tour that, that are just as good on, on any given week or any given day. And you saw it with Kitty on the last week that, um, you know, for the casual golf fan may not be the most fascinating thing in the world to see a guy like Chad Ramey or, or, um, you know, Ben Griffin or anything up there on the top of the leaderboard. But I think just seeing guys like, like that, that feel a little bit more human than some of the, the superstars of the game, um, just completely compete and just shows what a sport that, uh, that golf is there, that it's, it's not always the best athlete or the, the most, most proven winner that, that is going to, um, 
you know, go through and, and, and pull out in the end. But do see here looking a little bit at it, it may rain tomorrow. Uh, as I said, I looked at the, the forecast earlier in the week, but, but, um, uh, we'll definitely see, see what it holds in store. I mean, I, uh, I think that a guy like Jason Day is, uh, is going to be right there. Um, I, I mean, some of these big names tomorrow and especially over Saturday are going to pull up and, and be within the, the top 10 and, and be within striking distance going into Sunday. But overall, um, I think in this, I don't know if it's a controversial take or anything, or if it's just kind of, kind of where, where I am just watching today, but the tournament, I don't know if, I mean, the, where this originates could even be a live thing. Um, but it, it just, the players this year doesn't feel like the players. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't even know how to describe it. It just seems to have maybe lost a little bit of luster. Um, and, and I'm sure that that's, you know, a part of not having guys like Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka or everything there. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's still super excited, but, but I don't know, you know, if your thoughts on, on that there, but just feels like it's kind of lost a little bit of juice for me and, and as exciting as we were just talking about um, with, with some of the, the smaller names up on the leaderboard, I feel like that also could play a little bit of a role in, in it feeling like it's lost a little bit of juice to me, but I don't know how you feel about it, Austin. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that because so many of those high, high caliber players that we were used to seeing in years past are, are with live now. Um, and then, yeah, I, I kind of feel like the kind of the same way. Like I haven't seen much in the media this year or the last couple of days. Uh, I just feel like I woke up today. And it's like, oh, the the players is on today. Um, but I think it's still you know still cool because you got the live from the players and all the more coverage. So I think from the, from that standpoint, it still feels like it to me a little bit. Um, and then also they're playing for the the biggest. Um, personal PGA Tour in in history, and I think everyone in the top five makes over. Yeah, a you get dollars. fifth place, you get so, a million bucks. It's it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think for last place after the cut, you get fifty four thousand. So, um, to us as viewers, it might it might seem like that, but I can assure you that these these players, um, it's not lost its luster at all with them, and. Uh, yeah, I know all that. Like just seeing this, seeing these guys out here and being, you know, playing playing TPC Sawgrass before, because um, you know, we both have, and um, it just makes me want to be out there. You it know? definitely. It, um, it, it, they, I mean, this course every year looks perfect, no matter what the weather is, no, no matter what the conditions or anything, um, what time of year, even with with switching the time of years over the last few years, it it, it just looks perfect. Yeah, I definitely like how they moved it to March a couple years ago. Um, it looks way better overseeded than the kind of burnt out Bermuda. Um, it might make it a little easier because it slows up the, the ball a little bit. Because um, I remember, I guess it was what, back in 2015 when J-Day was number one in the world and greens were like 16 and there was just like no grass on them just because they were so burnt and crispy that like, guys couldn't set their putters down um, just because they would slide all over the place. Um, but now it's like, it's pure. It's not crazy soft, but it's green. Um, yeah. And I, I, I kind of like it this time of year a little better. 
And then I'm sure they like it as well because Florida in May is not, not very cool. <laughs> so uh, weather is usually pretty solid around this time of year in Jackson. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And I know that you alluded a little bit um, briefly there to uh, to us playing um, uh, the stadium course there. I, I know that, uh, that you've played it um, uh, a little bit more recently than me, but uh, but we do always have that memory of uh, of uh, it was the Plantations Junior Tour uh, down there um, when we were in high school and going down and, and getting to play. It was a two day event, and the first first one was at what was it the Die Course, the Valley, the Valley, yeah, Dye's yep, Valley. Yep. So it was Dye's Valley's course, and then uh, got to play the Stadium Course for the the final round there, and um, had a frost delay, uh, so it was in the winter. Uh, had a frost delay, so tea times got and pushed also, back, and because it, because if it was a junior tour event, we were playing after the resort play yeah. in the morning. So yeah, you know it's December, and we're teeing off at one p.m. Yeah, December teeing off at one, and on the east coast of the U.S. is uh, a push against time for uh, for juniors trying to play one of the hardest courses in the world, especially when it comes to how many hazards and drops and everything you're going to have to do. But uh, it's one of those memories. I was even talking with my parents about it a couple of days ago um, uh, of. It's, you, you get there. I mean, it's a junior tour event, but still you get to play an event at the stadium course. You're like 17 and 18, 17 and 18. That, that's, that's why my parents paid the big bucks for me to come here to see me play those in the tournament setting. And it was pitch black. I mean, I mean, it's not even one of those that's darker than our cameras make it appear. It was dark <laughs> when, when, yeah, I, I think cause I was in the younger division. Cause I think you were, 16 or 17 so i was probably you know 14 or 15 at the time we were kind of in a little different age age group and uh so i was playing earlier than you like probably four or five groups ahead and when i played 17 i didn't see the i couldn't see the green i i heard my ball hit the hit the wood and then found out that it was on the green and i had no i so i can't even imagine like how how dark it was for you if I couldn't even see my ball on the green on 17 and you were a couple groups after. I, I wish that I would have got that same fortune. I don't think that I came close to the wood. Uh, hit my tee shot in the water, dropped, hit it in the water. I mean, I was I was at, at some point I was you know not the best player in the world, um, but uh, and also I was like I just really want to finish this round. Like I want to get to play these holes in this and walk out of 17 with an eight and. <laughs> two in the water and i think finally hit it on from 80 yards or something and and uh three putted but uh get up there and and we were talking a little bit before the episode on 18 i i i remember playing 18 i don't remember where my tee shot went or how i even knew where my tee shot went because it was that dark and hitting a driver is a little bit different than hitting a a wedge or an eight iron uh onto 17 but always remember walking up and could see 18 green because the, the big jumbotron, uh, uh, LED screen on the left hand side of the, the water there to the left of 18 was just completely lit up with like, you know, the players, May, whatever, and just advertisements. So I could see myself finish, but it, it was just, it's one of those, one of those memories that I'll always remember is the, you know, when you, you get around people are like, have you, have you ever played sawgrass or anything? Yeah, I did, you know, played it in a tournament. Really, how'd you do? Um, made an eight and then finished eighteen in the the pitch black there. But um, again, definitely worth it. I mean, I, I was even saying to my parents because they were 
talking about, you know, how all the parents were upset because, you know, they paid all this money to play in this event in this course and we get pushed back behind resort play. And I mean, we get to play the, you know, the, the marquee holes in, in darkness. And, and I said, I said to them both, um, it was even yesterday. I said, I said, but would we have remembered it if I just like hit it on the green and three putted and made a five and then made a five or a six on 18 in the daylight? No, not really. But like, we're always gonna, always gonna remember, um, playing 17 and 18 in, in the darkness there. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I played it, um, before then just as a resort guest and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I know that you played it a little bit more recently and it's, it's, uh, definitely a test of golf. It's a test of your ball striking, but, um, and I think that we're going to see that, uh, this week as well, but, but yeah, um, I don't know if you've got anything else on TPC, uh, Sawgrass or anything. No, I mean, the only thing I had was, um, you know, around the same time that I got to play Bay Hill um, in 2020, I also got to play Sawgrass like five or six times uh, in a two-week span. Um, so COVID was the, the COVID was great the, to you. <laughs> um, the shutdown was was awesome. Um, those first couple of weeks because played Bay Hill and then uh, got to play. Um, I played. I guess it was uh, a Friday. I don't remember. Obviously, don't remember what the exact date was, but it was a Friday. I got to play with um, Wally Armstrong, who's a, a friend of mine. We go to the same church down here in um, in Orlando, and he used to be a tour player, played in the Masters. But he's good friends with um, uh, a guy named Chris. I can't can't remember his last name, but he was uh, started Arnold Palmer the drink. He uh, monetized it. Started with arizona tea but um that's a story for another time and then uh that next week um me and davis baxter got to go up and hang out with um steve and, and griffin at at sawgrass and we played two days in a row and we were there the day that the the restaurant in sawgrass shut down so it was like it was like peak covid and so there was no one out there because there there was no no one was traveling really and so there was like no one on the golf course, just a few groups. And so 16 T is like right next to 10 T and it's pretty close to the clubhouse. So we'd play 18 holes and then we'd see that there's no one, no one over there. And we'd play 16, 17, 18, 16, 17, 18, 16, 17, 18. It was, just it dream. was so much fun. And then, yeah, it was, it was a blast. And, but yeah, places, yeah, places pretty absolutely. Sick. Well, so, um, as we, uh, we, we start to wrap up here, I, I know that, um, uh, just speaking of playing, um, you've got, uh, and we alluded earlier to, uh, your, um, back half of the, uh, the PGA Latin America season coming up here. I know that you've got a, uh, an event coming up here soon. So tell us a little bit about timing, place, how the game's feeling, how you're feeling going into, uh, to that event there, because I know that, uh, we'll definitely have some people that are, uh, are going to be interested to, to follow along. Absolutely. So I leave this Sunday, the 12th, uh, March 12th, and I leave for three weeks. I um, start off in Termas de Rio Ando, um, Argentina, and that is one of the worst travel days <laughs> ever because <laughs> um, I, start, I start my travel at uh, 5.50 in Orlando and then fly to Miami and then take red eye down to Buenos Aires, land at 6 a.m., and then uh, have to take a shuttle to a different airport and then fly out at 1 p.m. to um, 
where we're actually going in, in Termas. So um, I'll be happy to get that travel over with and then get the week started. Um, but yeah, this will be the fourth, fifth, and sixth events of the season out of 12. Um, I was um, fortunately, but unfortunately, <laughs> I missed the first three events uh, because me and Emily got married. So um, would much rather be um, at our wedding and honeymoon than um, playing in Latin America, but unfortunately had to that's miss what, those that's events. What, that's why um, you uh, just go ahead and win uh, the uh, the Q School um, final stage there, just exactly, to give you the exactly. flexibility to you know get married and not and not feel too bad about missing the events. Right, right, yeah. Because if I because I won, I'm I'm fully exempt for the rest of the season and don't have to worry about reshuffles. Where had I finished second, um, I would have gotten into the first half of the season, which would be the first six events and basically have to make a cut or do something to uh, reshuffle into the rest of the season. And so had I not won, I'm, I would have thought about going to Chile, which was the third event in December. Um, but I really did not feel comfortable going to Chile after basically taking four weeks off, um, two weeks for the wedding and then week and a half or so of, of prep up to the wedding. I didn't play much golf. Um, so I've been going straight from Hawaii to Chile on no practice. Talk about travel. And, yeah, it was just like that's that's not that's not uh, a recipe for success. And it would have been the last event of the year, so I was like, you know what, like I'm just gonna not go and rest and be present with my wife the first couple of weeks. And so, um, yeah, this this will be my first couple of events on Latin since I played played in 2020 and 2021 kind of like sporadically because of COVID. Um, but this will be my first time really traveling deep, uh, in the, in the Latin America with the long flights, but, but yeah, starting Termas and then we come back over to Buenos Aires for a week. And then we go to, um, Brazil the third week, just outside Sao Paulo. And so, um, yeah, so it's some, some serious travel. I've been, you know, working with other guys trying to get things figured out. It's just kind of like, um, yeah, just, you've got to be a travel agent out here trying to figure everything out, flights, uh, hotels, and whether or not you can Uber and, or taxi, or if you got to get a rental car, because getting a rental car down there is not ideal because they're usually stick shifts, <laughs> which I don't know how to drive. Mm-hmm, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also all the street signs are either in, Spanish or in Brazil, they're in Portuguese. So not very um, helpful. But yeah, I think yeah, those first first two events, I'll just Uber or taxi the, to the the course from the hotel. But the the third event in Brazil is kind of it's pretty remote. So I'm gonna have to probably get a rental car, and that is not too happy about that because there's just a lot of things that I don't want to happen having a rental car in a foreign country. But you know. You gotta do it. <laughs> so we're just gonna do Absolutely, out. absolutely. Well, um, I, I, super excited for you uh, as always, and and I know that uh, that um, you always have uh, quite a few people following you along uh, online there, and um, but maybe uh, even just uh, have a few more uh, of uh, listeners here to the pod that that are can kind of be invested in your story here as uh, as you move forward and. Uh, definitely excited. I, I know that it's probably feels like it's been forever since you've you've been on kind of the circuit there. Um, you know where you've got three events straight of 
pretty solid fields and, um, and, and, you know, a, a nice solid tour there to, to be able to give yourself a chance to kind of settle in a little bit, uh, you know, kind of get back to work and, and, and keep building on, you know, what, what you've already been building over the off season here a little bit, but, uh, but definitely, um, again, and, and for everyone, you can follow along on the PGA Tour app. Um, even just by the top left corner, you can just switch the tour to PGA Tour Latin America. Um, search for uh, for our boy Austin Squires and give him a little favorite next to his name, and you'll be able to see wherever he is. I'm, I'm sure that we won't need it, though, because he's going to be on the first page uh, of all events after every day. But um, but definitely, again, excited and uh, um uh, hopefully have some, uh, some amazing stories to tell, uh, you know, uh, heck three wins, you know, three, three post win, um, podcast episodes wouldn't, wouldn't be too bad there either. So, uh, we're all rooting for you, Austin, and, uh, and definitely going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch the players this week, um, here as conditions start to ramp up a little bit as we go. Um, I'll, I'll definitely try to watch as much as I can. I'm going to be down, um, down south in Nashville for the SEC tournament um, there, so I'll, I'll keep my eye on as much as I can, and uh, and definitely be uh, be getting back and forth with you here. But uh, again, just excited to watch this big event. And uh, as we come up here, I mean, we're a little over a month away from from the big one there uh, in Augusta, so definitely excited for that. And um, again, excited just to uh, for your little stretch here to uh to show it here but um as always well, uh, just a pleasure getting to chat with you austin and and uh talk a little bit of golf as we got so uh again we really appreciate um everyone listening here that uh that's tuned in and uh thanks for being patient with us as we're trying to work out some schedule things here as you can obviously obviously here we've we've got some um you know a lot going on in the schedule so we uh we definitely love doing this and uh and uh are going to continue to keep doing it. So uh, thanks so much for listening to the Pro-Am podcast uh, with uh, Paul Clancy here and my buddy Austin Squires as we sign off for episode three and uh, everyone enjoy. Thank you. Here at the U.S. Amateur, talk a little bit about having uh, Paul Clancy on the bag, what it's meant to you in getting you to um, be yourself on the golf course. Oh, he gets it on the green. Landed on the green. That is some speed. Take that. And Austin Squires, the 64 seed, a two-up win. That should count as two Sansas. So light a moment.